This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Try that again. Good afternoon. I got my mics all screwed up. I wasn't close enough to mine, and then okay. yours was on, and then it was off, and then it's back on. Is it on? It's on. I hear test, you. Test, test. Testing. We can hear okay. you. Okay. Steve, no show yesterday. No. Kind of a weird day. Yeah, we were in Wichita. We were in Wichita for KCAC Media Day. Always good to get around those people. Basketball Media Day. What'd I say? Just KCAC Media Day. Yeah, Basketball Media right. Day. Right. We are not going down there for Women's Gymnastics Media Day. No. Or... What else? Men's Gymnastics Media Day. We're not down there for that either. No. I'd like to see McPherson College add men's gymnastics. You ever seen men's gymnastics? I've seen women's gymnastics. Oh, the men, it's crazy because they're all these little I tiny covered, guys that are like five foot six, but I just covered, ripped. That was one of the beats I had to cover when I was at KU was women's gymnastics. And I had there was a girl named Jackie DePinto that was just unbelievable for KU. I think I did a feature story on her if I remember right. What do you think she's up to now? About four foot ten. Because <laughs> she's about, probably shrinking. That's about how big she was when she was at KU. Little tiny girl, but man, she was good. Well, Steve, an interesting day. KCAC Media Day had a chance to talk with Coach Nichols and Coach Askelson and hear from all twenty six, well, twenty five of the twenty six yeah. basketball coaches in the conference. Right. And Ferg. Gotta see Ferg. Coach Ferg up at Bethany, Coach hey. O'Dowd. Yep. Mogi. Yeah, we got to see all the media pundits. That's right. We saw a lot of media pundits. Of course, we hauled pistol down there. So. Yeah, we we were the media pundits yesterday. That's right. Steve, we have lots of things to talk about today. Okay. Number one, I want to spend some time talking about the McPherson Stadium lease, which we had a meeting about earlier this week and trying to figure out exactly what their plans are over there. And we were able to get a pretty good feel on on what we think is going to happen with that and some possibilities that they have and Hopefully, clear up some facts and, and get some information and some, straight. Some confu- Yeah, there's a little confusion right now. Sorry. I think everybody's confused. Yeah. So I want to talk about that a little bit, but maybe the big news of the night last night, Steve. I'm sorry. Well, I knew my Redbirds were done after they went down 3-0. I thought maybe they might put up a little more of a fight. They actually had it. They were down 7-4, and Carpenter came up with the bases loaded and two out, but made an out and... Washington went on to win four straight. 
I didn't think the Cardinals would get swept. I didn't think they could beat Washington, but I sure didn't think they'd get swept in four. Now, I'll tell you, you know, everyone keeps saying the winner of Houston, New York, that's your World Series champion. But if Washington pitches the way it did against the Cardinals, and granted, the Cardinals are not a good hitting team. That's their big, you know, their big weakness is they don't hit the ball well. But if the Nationals pitch the way they did against St. Louis, they've got a great shot against either Houston or the Yankees, which is 2-1. They play game four today, but I understand it could get rain. There's a lot of rain in New York right now. In the air, center field. This should do it. Robles will squeeze it, and there it is. The Washington Nationals are National League champions. First time. Good for the Nationals. Though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it came at the expense of my beloved Cardinals. But, you know, the Nationals, for the last five years, everyone's been thinking, man, they've got too much talent never to make the World Series. Well, they've made the World Series now. They've got great pitching. And the other thing is they got a pretty good lineup. Anthony Rendon's a good hitter. I told you about the time that I talked to Anthony Rendon's dad, right? No. I think I've told you about it before. Well, if you I've, did, I didn't I, I was in the sports book at... Bally's Casino in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and Anthony Rendon's dad was next to me, giving me all the advice on who I should bet on okay. in the MLB that day. Okay. It was in the summer of 2015, so the Nationals were good at that time, and I think he well had some nice help and and following the teams and saying, hey, maybe you should bet on the Nationals tonight. I don't think I took any of his advice, but interesting guy. Yeah. Now Anthony Rendon's maybe one of the best players in baseball. Well, when you get 70 starts out of Scherzer and Strasburg, and you got a hitter like Rendon and a shortstop like Trey Taylor. He's really good. Uh, that's a, you know, and a, two young, great outfielders in Robles and Soto. I mean, they have got a heck of a team. It looks like on the American League side, Steve, they have officially postponed tonight's game. Okay, and you know who that really benefits to me? That benefits the Astros. And they have changed up their rotation exactly. to where Zach Grinke is going to throw Game 4 tomorrow. That game will be at 7.08 from the Bronx. Yeah, that really works and out And then for Justin Houston. Verlander on Friday. Yeah, and then they followed with Garrett Cole. I mean, I'll tell you what, you got to like the Astros So that position. means they will not have, have an off day. They will go straight from New York to Houston from Friday to Saturday. Well, I have no problem with that. That's how the season is. You know, the postseason, they get more off days in the postseason. But in the regular season, these guys play every single day. So it's more like a postseason or a regular season feel. So your Cardinals are done. Finished. And you're still putting your faith in the New York Yankees. I still have the Yankees. I mean, I'm not a bandwagon jumper. If I'm going to go down with the ship, I'm going to go down with the ship. But uh, this Grinky won't beat the Yankees. I'll just tell you right now, Grinky cannot beat the Yankees in New York. If the game was in Houston, maybe. But Grinky gets it. You, know, you gotta remember Zach Greinke kind of—he's not good before massive crowds. He's and, just really good in Kansas City and Arizona, right? That's or, what you're saying, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah he—he's just not good. Yeah, well, even the Milwaukee struggled in the playoffs. I think he had a pretty good stretch out there in Los Angeles. Yeah, he was. Maybe, maybe part of that is that the fans in Los Angeles can barely get to Dodger Stadium well, before yeah, the seventh he, inning. He pitches the first three innings in front of nobody. Yeah, then the fans arrive from the fourth inning on. So you're bummed about the Cardinals. Their yeah. season's over. But how locked in are you going to be to the rest of this Yankees Astro series? Oh, I, because this is the one that everybody's been waiting well, for. Well, this, this year. to me, I mean, 
I, I still feel this is the World Series right here. These are the two. These are the two best teams in baseball. So it's almost it's got a World Series feel to it. And la- boy, Garrett Cole right now. I think he's like won 19 games in a row or something like that, or 19 decisions in a row. He, some of the games he didn't start, but he's won 19 games in a row. Man, he is. He's throwing 99 on the black. I mean, it's it's just tough to catch up. And the Yankees, let's face it, if they don't hit home runs, they don't score. They have to hit home runs. They don't really put the ball in play, per se. They just sit back and wait for somebody to hit a three-run homer. I don't know about you, Steve, but it sounds to me like you're starting to think Astros. I know you, you keep saying, I'm on the Yankees bandwagon, but everything that's coming out of your mouth, it makes well, me think Astros. Maybe I am, but I'm, I don't change allegiance you know, midstream. If, if I pick the Yankees and start, I'm not going to change my mind. Now, if they get down 3-1, then I think they're then you, then you might change your mind. Well, then game, you're going to jump ship. Well, well, game four. Game four will decide the series for The Yankees have the not Yankees. announced their starter yet. Yeah. If that helps your decision. Well, I don't – you know, they don't really have a great number one, um, the Yankees. Uh, you know, Paxton was supposed to be their number one. He's, he's He pitched like an inning and a third in the – in the game he started, they just saw he was not able to handle it. And then you got, you know, uh, Severino. He can only go about four or five. You got Tanaka, you know, who's pretty serviceable. I'm, I'm leaving hey, out. let's bring CeCe out. Just let let him dice C- up a team for well, an inning. Well, CeCe is kind of in the mop-up role in his final year as a Yankee. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to dive into the McPherson Stadium lease situation and try and clear up any questions that people might have and talk about what could be going on on the east side of McPherson and potentially where a new stadium could be if they elect to go with that route and where what all the possibilities are with that. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, let's have a conversation. Let's do it. Let's try and fill the people in on what has been going on over on the east side of McPherson at McPherson Stadium. And there were a lot of headlines last week with people getting concerned about the lease on McPherson Stadium and the agreement between McPherson USD 418 and McPherson College and what's going to happen at the end of this lease because both have announced that they released a joint statement last week issuing that at the end of the 2021-2022 school year, so not this upcoming spring, not the next spring, but the spring after that, that they will be ending their lease between the two, the school district and the college, and their use of the stadium. And right now... Both can pretty much use it all the time. They compete in high school JV activities there. There are varsity activities. You've got soccer for both the boys and girls. You have some football practices that go on out there for the high school. You have track, and they host a couple of meets. They host a big varsity meet, a JV meet. They practice over there. So there are several ways that they cross over 
between the high school and the college using the McPherson Stadium facility. The biggest problem is we have way more. When this lease was started, we have about double the number of athletes using the stadium that did. McPherson College may and I had 200 student athletes when this lease was signed. What did we, the number we got was over 400 now, something like 430 or 450. I can't remember offhand, but it's over 400. And we got so many events. And then you got to remember, band wants to get on there to, you know, practice their routine. Uh, it's, we, we just, and then you have other organizations yeah. like Special Olympics that yeah. would like to use the facility, the Youth Football Association, Youth Track and Field. There are tons of people that are trying to find time at the McPherson Stadium facility that are all competing against and each other. And there was so much use of the field itself. The turf didn't last. For, you know, the first time the turf was put down, the, the artificial surface, it lasted, I believe, nine years. This last time, it lasted six years. So it was three years. They got three years less, and that had to be replaced, which is not cheap. Right. It is very expensive. And that's just because there's just been so much use at the stadium. To put it in the simplest of terms, we need another stadium as well as McPherson Stadium. So let's clarify that with this statement that was released last week, this is not a new thing no. that McPherson College and McPherson USD 418 just last week decided we're going to end the partnership, we're done with it. This is not a new thing. This is something that has been in discussion. For a couple of years. Not just for a few years, since the end of the first lease, which ran from 2002 to 2012. So this is something that has been on their mind and this is not some rash decision. And you and you and I have both had people come up to us, Steve, that say, oh, what's going on? Is the college trying to kick the school district out? And remember, it's the high school, the middle school, anything else that's going on over there. And the answer is no. This is a mutually agreed upon right. thing here. And there is an opportunity for both sides to really benefit from this. And the way that both can benefit from this is, number one, McPherson College then has its own facility. They don't have to share. You can have your cross-country practice or your track practice. You can have football practice going on. You can do whatever you need to do at your facility. It makes scheduling a whole lot easier right. because right now teams have to go in the morning. They have to go during the day, early afternoon, late afternoon, oh, we saw, we, evening. We used to see teams starting. Well, the soccer team used to practice after McPherson High games. And they'd get over at 9.30, and then right. Coach Quint's team would come out and practice after 9.30. So there's a great opportunity that McPherson College Athletics, which is in about as good of a spot as it's ever been and in right now. the biggest number. They've never had as many. I mean, they've got they've got 120 guys on the football team this year. Their track teams are like 70 or 80. You know, they have just got so many athletes, and there's only so much time for the stadium to be in use. And like I was saying, it's a great opportunity for McPherson College to have its own facility and be able to use it and be able to be a little bit more flexible with its scheduling. The other great thing that could come out of this is that the school district and the high school could have its own facility. Right. And it, that is something, let's face it, that's something the high, to me the high school has needed for a long time is to have their own facility. I mean, that the practice field that the Bullpup football team practices on, it's not good. It's a little rough. It is very rough. It is very rough. Well, Steve, you and I, we go around to a lot of different high school facilities. We see what other programs and school districts have. And let's face it, what McPherson USD 418 has to work with 
in comparison to the other schools that just you and I go see, not comparing to smaller schools across the state. But Bueller. You compare to Bueller. You compare to Winfield, El Augusta, yeah. El Dorado, Circle. The facilities at every other school in the league are better. They are. And they have their own facilities. We went to Augusta last Friday. That, to me, would be the model that I would love to see for us. I thought it was just it's, – it's just the perfect venue. So let's clarify here that you and I had a meeting with – Several members that are a part of this, including USD 418 Superintendent Gordon Moan. We also talked with Athletic Director Shane Bakus over at the high school. We talked with McPherson College Athletic Director Andrew Ealing and McPherson College President Michael Schneider. And I think they just wanted an opportunity to clear everything up right. and hopefully push us in the right direction to talk about this right. and be able to be informed and go through this. So when it comes to a new stadium, and that's the way this all feels like it is being led to, Right. there are some options. Whether it is a new stadium that goes up at the high school, at the current facility there, finding some room off to the north of the school to put down a stadium, or whether that is going to a different location, whether that is Grant Sports Complex. There's right. a ton of room up there, right? and there are some opportunities there. But there are several things that could happen. They could just put in some JV-type facilities and potentially play some varsity-only events, you know, football right. on a Friday night still at the current McPherson Stadium. What do you think would be the best-case scenario for McPherson High and their own facility? Well, if they could make it work to have it at the high school, to me, that would be the best. I think Grant would give you a lot more parking, um, but I think – if, if they could somehow I – don't, I don't know. To me, I look at it, and maybe I, it's just because I have such bad eyes. I don't know if there's enough room. I, I know there's drawings and things that say there is. I, if there's enough room, I would want it at the high school. But it just depends how, you know, how, you know, seating and things like that. But you got to think press box. You got to think about that. So there's concessions. a lot – Concessions. There's a lot of things. Restrooms. There's a lot of things that – that go into a new stadium. So uh, there's a lot of factors. Uh, Grant, you know, is out there in the open spaces. Uh, at least I think at the high school you'd have a little more of a windbreak. Grant, the wind could really play a factor out there on games and stuff. But, hey, you deal with that. So you adjust your, you know, schemes accordingly. And if there is going to be a new stadium, which it's going to ha- they're going to have to do something or they'll have to play at some other school in some other town, but they would likely need to pass a bond and likely have a special election for that, and we were trying to figure out the timetable, and they really don't have a timetable yet because they haven't put everything together, they haven't put together the full plan, and they are putting together a committee through the school district to kind of help with this. But if they do pass a bond, a chance to get things going, and I ask, okay, so let's say everything goes as fast as possible. You get a bond passed, you get the special election going, you start to build and you have the construction going on, What's the earliest possible time that you think this could be about done? And they think that if everything goes through on time, that it could be done by the end of the lease agreement at the end of the 2021-2022 school year. Yeah. So have it done in that summer and get it ready for the 2022 fall. The way I understand it, right now, we'll have at least two more football seasons at the college, correct? Right. And McPherson College has also said, hey... If things aren't going great and you know you're running behind on a stadium, they're certainly open to letting them still play games there right. on Friday nights. So there is no danger of 
oh, if they don't they're get not gonna, this done. They're not going to be going to Lindsburg to play, right. play a football game. There is no danger of that in McPherson College. Because they the they col- kept saying, look, that's the, not the an issue. The college is wanting to work with the high school to make this a very smooth transition. And, and the meeting we were at, all the parties were pretty much in agreement. The, the college isn't kicking the high school out. They, that, that's the big misconception. And, and it's not happening next year. There was a headline somewhere that said they part ways, which made it sound like it's over. We no. got a, we've got a couple years yet before it's over. And the other good thing is, too, is that there is still a really good relationship between the high school and with the college, especially on the football side, when you think right. about numbers of people using that facility. Yeah. Coach Pav and Coach Fiscus have a great relationship. They're constantly texting back and forth and trying to figure out who wants to use the turf that day. And you can remember at the end of the year last year, whenever Coach Fiscus's guys, or excuse me, Coach Merck's guys, at the end of last year, they were at the end of the schedule. I think they had one game left, and the high school team is in a playoff run. They were very easy and flexible in saying, hey, you guys take the turf this week. You guys are in the middle of your run. We're not going to mess things up for you. Well, Coach Paz has been real fortunate. Merck was just a you know, great guy to work with, and Coach Fiscus has continued that. Uh, and you look at the guys that off Pav's team and they've been going out to play at the college now. There's five guys from McPherson High on the Bulldog roster right now. And remember, this is not just football with a stadium like this. This is not just an opportunity soccer? for football. There is a great chance for a nice soccer field. And who knows, that could lead to another practice field for each of these schools. Think about band. Think about the amount of time it takes for the marching band to have to go over to the stadium in the morning, go and practice there, then you lose time in having to go back well, to the lo- high school. They lose 20 minutes just in traveling. So if you have a stadium there on campus where they're able to practice and be able to march, there is a great opportunity there. Think about just track. Right now, over at the college, you not only have McPherson College track team, both the men and women. Where others have got about... 80 to 90. You have the high school track team. Over 100 last year. Then you have the middle school track team. They have no place to go. So it's very difficult for all of them to work together. We go, okay, it's 415. At 420, the high schoolers are going to run the 100. We're going to practice on this corner. At 430, we're going to move all that, and we're going to run the 400 for the college. Okay, then at 445, it's going to be the 8th graders that practice the long jump. It just gets hectic out there. And if you had a facility like this, you would be able to balance everything a whole lot easier. And it would be an opportunity to avoid conflict. Not that there really has been conflict, but a chance to avoid it. And the feel wouldn't wear out near as fast as it did this time. And it would be nice, too, for the middle school to have a great place to play their sports. Because right now, they play in some not great facilities for middle school. And if the high school had its own stadium on campus, even if it was a smaller stadium... It's still a place that is their own that they're able to use and will be a whole lot better and for them. And the middle school has to play their football games at Grant, which, you know. Is, yeah, there's no stands, there's really. There's no stands, yeah. It's, I mean, there's there are some bleachers, but a lot of people basically stand. They have to bring in a portable clock, you know, to or they – no, I guess they don't have to do that anymore. That was for soccer. They have their own clock out there, but still, it's, it's just not a very fun place to play a, a, a game. So clearing some things up here. There is no disagreement. This is not a war between McPherson College and the school district. It's just time. Yeah. It's time for a new facility to come in, and I think this is a great opportunity for both sides. The college will be able to take full control of that facility at the stadium, be able to 
put a little less wear and tear on it, right. be able to have something that is their own, while the high school has an opportunity to have something of its own. The middle right. school has an opportunity for that. And let's face it, Steve, McPherson High School, McPherson USD 418 Sports are too good right now to not have great facilities. That's right. and It's like, too good of a sports team. Like you said, you know, the only facilities that, that, that probably that we were better at was Abilene. And Abilene. And I think that was built around the turn of the 20th century. Yeah, Abilene's. But every place else, we've been to Circle. We were there Circle two years ago. And we'll be there next week. Yeah, and it's it's not bad. It's not bad and at this, all. And this is not a project that requires $5 billion to put together an Allen High School unbelievable facility. I think all they'd like is a nice turf field somewhere that's their own. With some bleachers and a press box, I exactly. think I think they would be all right with I'm, that. I'm big for the press box and some lights. I think yeah. they need some lights. Yeah, they have to have some lights. Other than that, Steve, do you think we cleared everything up? Anything we missed out on? I, I think so. And 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 again, it's not happening after this year for a the ton pe- of time left for the, for the people that think, oh, this is going to be the last year of football at McPherson Stadium. It is not going to be the last football for the Bullpups at the stadium. Steve, let's take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I think we did okay in trying to get everybody informed. Yeah, yeah. Facts only. Yeah, facts first. I got three different texts from people saying, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's get this stadium thing going. Well, I think if it was up to McPherson I football coach Jason Pavlovich, <laughs> I think he's the biggest campaigner for a stadium. Well, and and really, you know, they've the, – the stadium has been – you know, they've done improvements to it, but, you know, they're just patching existing problems. And, you know, patchwork only lasts for so long. What about you just make a big donation, Steve? Steve Sell, Family Press Box. Steve Sell, Stadium. Steve Sell, Stadium. From the Triple S. Live from the Triple S. <laughs> it's McPherson and Bueller. Steve Sell, Stadium. Well, if there's That's some, not easy if to there, say. If there's, a, if there's a millionaire out there that wants to give some money. Yeah, you. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not even a hundredaire. I'm a 50-cent heir. We're live from Steve Sell, Stadium. <laughs> oh, I think that could be it. I'm going to have to work until I died because I'm not going to be able to afford to retire. I think Steve Sell Stadium. Man, that's it. What else, what else would you want to name it? I think that's it. S-Square, the S-Square Stadium. Steve Sell Stadium. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Steve Sell Broadcasting. Hello, friends. Broadcasting from the Steve Sell Stadium. Hello, friends from the Steve Sell The stadium. Steve Sell Stadium at the Steve Sell Boy, pr- Press Box. Try to say that ten times. Man, that's not easy. No. Steve, tomorrow on the show... We're going to talk Chiefs and Broncos as they play Thursday night football. It's also a bullpup football oh, I was preview say, what Thursday. Bullpup football Thursday. Well, we're we're going to hit all sorts of football okay. right. on Thursday. Right. You excited? Oh, I'm always excited. I knew you would be. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell and Jim Joyner, not at the Steve Sell Stadium. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.